Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Well, greetings, imagination connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your whatever. Call me what you want. John Campion once called me the existential Mr. Rogers. I don't even know what that means. Do you know what? We do a show, The Weekly Hero. This is issue 15. And the reason you watch this is not because of me. It is because of the enchantress of effervescence Aww. or the effervescence, effervescence of enchantment. Nailing it. Right? <laughs> Chris Carr, ladies and gentlemen. Or as Ray Ora would have you know, Creed. Creed. Yes. That's yeah. right. Chris Carr, how are you? I'm excellent. I hope. Well, we recorded this in the past, but I hope everyone had a very happy holiday. My God. Christmas hasn't happened, but yet it has. <laughs> yet it has. I hope, a time loop. I mean, Groundhog Day. Let me ask you something. Okay. What is your most favorite Christmas present you ever got? <gasps> My most favorite Christmas present I ever got? Oh, okay. This is a little shifty, but... <laughs> Uh, as a kid, my dad had this VHS compilation of Christmas specials for me that I loved and did adored. Did it you without a Santa Claus? I'm Mr. It did. I'm Mr. It had Son. that on there. It had um, Claymation Christmas. It had all kinds of good stuff on there. The Garfield Christmas special. And my lovely now husband, when we were just dating our first year together, got me a USB drive. You were just dating for a year? When we had just been together for a year. We've been together for like a decade now. But we were just like our our first Christmas together. He got me, he put on a USB drive all of those Christmas specials that I adored because I didn't have a a VCR, so I couldn't watch my Christmas specials. Well done, sir. Yeah. He's a dreamboat. What's your favorite Christmas gift or Hanukkah gift? Well, I'll tell you, uh, uh, when I was younger... uh, uh, my parents, we celebrated Christmas, mm-hmm. even though I'm a Jew. But, uh, the, you know, I think when kids are younger, they don't understand. You can't explain. Well, I mean, Christmas in the sense of Santa Claus is pretty non-denominational. It's a goodwill thing. Yes. And uh, by the way, to me, Santa is a very imaginative character. Yeah. Like I, I, and I loved, growing up, I loved You Without Us. Or, uh, 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 Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah. Uh, put one foot in front, front of, of the, the other, other, and soon you'll be walking, walking out, out the, the door. I love that shit. Yeah. And and while <laughs> I did like the year without a Santa Claus, you know the Burgermeister Meisterburger, he's the greatest villain other than Darth Vader of my childhood. So good. Um, but here's the thing. So one year, um, my parents, my dad, made me an AFX slot car set, and it was in our dining room. They moved the table out, and and the Doors were closed and I because I wanted one and they opened it up and it was this huge and my dad had actually taken plywood and built the track in two pieces where you could link it together so you could take it down and put it in the garage so it didn't have to take up space. It was the coolest shit ever. Like, I love that. Like, it was so good. And my dad made it. Like he he bought the track and AFX was a the AFX g plus cars and they were faster it was the dopest shit i ever got oh i love that my dad used to do that stuff too i 
because I watched Charlie Brown Christmas, I would always joke about how I wanted a real estate. I wanted real estate for Christmas or I wanted a pony. And so he made me a stable with fake uh, plastic ponies in it and gave me a deed one year so that I had real estate. Wow. Okay. Can yeah. I tell you a story I heard? I heard. So here. Jonathan's in, like, we're never leaving. No, no. Here, <laughs> here, here in California, this is a true story. Yeah. In Castaic, there was a girl, a seven-year-old girl who knew because her family has horses. This is a true story. Was her name Lola? I don't know what she her was name a show was. Girl. But she asked the county, I don't know if it was LA County, for a license to own a unicorn. That's and, and and because she knew to have cattle and death. So she wrote the county for a unicorn license. By the way, this is a true story. And this true week, story. They kind of <laughs> they granted her mm -hmm. A license. She she wrote to I, I think it was like the L.A. County or whatever. She wrote to them and asked for a license for a unicorn, and they said, "Who are we to deny a unicorn?" And license? if that isn't a Christmas miracle, oh. come on. So that seven year old girl, I don't know her name. You'll have to look it up. I heard this story on NPR. Madeline. This is a true story. You think it's Madeline? It really is. I oh, it really it is. You looked it up, Taylor. Thank yeah. you. Is that her name? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. A girl named Madeline mm -hmm. at seven asked for a, this is why, here's the thing. The world is an incredible place. And for all the horrible shit that happens, remember, and this is after Christmas, so you might've gotten fucked already. But if you didn't, <laughs> remember, the world is a great place. <laughs> right? Wow. I mean, I think it is. I hope, I hope none of you got fucked in a, in a bad way. Golly. Um, well, I mean, with presents. Oh, okay. You know. I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, I do. <laughs> Back to us. Back to this. We are going to do a couple stories for you guys to keep you warm through the holiday week that we are taking off from live shows. And we've got a really great one to start with from Taylor here. Taylor, what is the story you have to tell us? I'm just kidding. Imagine. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So this first story comes to us from Collider. And it's that Ryan Coogler revealed the original Black Panther 2 story. This is really sad, uh, just to see what could have been. But mm -hmm. I'll, I'll read this uh, from the Collider article. It says, in an interview to the New York Times, the movie's director and screenwriter, Ryan Coogler, revealed that the original version of the script featured elements that would have made it wildly different from the rest of the Marvel movies. And then they go on to say that one of the key differences would have been that the sun... Ooh, am I allowed to spoil Wakanda yeah, forever? You, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, people are so we're spoiler in alert, zone now. But the, the son who shows up at the very end of the movie in the original script uh, would have happened at the beginning of the movie. And then another part that they mentioned in this uh, interview was that the opening scene was going to be animated. So it just Ooh. would have been like drastically different from what we ended up with. And it's just sad to see what could have been. And we'll just, you know, never know. You know, I, I, I really loved... Wakanda Forever. You know, I I I thought it was a very ambitious film. I thought it it, it swung for the fences, and I appreciate Ryan Coogler's position. But you know what? As a film that honors the legacy of what Chad Bozeman created, and as a film as part of the MCU, uh, Tanakh Huerta, who played uh, Namor, he was great. Namor. Namor, and uh, um, I mean. Angela Bassett. Can we just talk about Angela Bassett? But not just that. I mean, Lapita Nyong'o and Letitia Wright. I mean, 
they really did a great job. They did. And they had an impossible task, really, because it is lovely to look back at something like that mm. and go, wow, what could have been would have been really beautiful. I would have loved to see that father-son dynamic, especially in different mediums, obviously, because yeah. I love animation so much. But it it is one of those things of there's so many coulda, woulda, shouldas. And they just really had to roll with the punches on this film. And I think Ryan Coogler did a very, very admirable job. Sure, it was overstuffed in moments, right, where there was just so much they tried to pack in here. Yeah. But really, really well done. It is just interesting to see how there was that plan initially. Well, what I found fascinating about Wakanda Forever is, you know, what they wanted to do was off the table. So they had to figure out. And, and you know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, diversity or whatever. But you know what? The power of uh, the, power of the feminine. Mm -hmm. I love that about this movie. I mean, Angela Bassett as a mother as someone who is grieving like i'm a big fan and i thought that 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 was really really well done and i i while the film wasn't entirely successful for me yeah i loved it it's beautiful i really did i i i loved it i loved watching it. i've seen it twice in mm -hmm. the theater and both times i was really really i just i really enjoyed watching it yeah it was wildly moving yeah it really was to me, another part that stood out from this article was that the original timeline of Black Panther 2 would have been at least eight years. There were going to be several time jumps in there, and it would have explained how the sun disappeared during the snap. Um, <gasps> another part that like, uh, really, when I was reading it, stood out to me was from Ryan Coogler, who said, We had some crazy scenes in there for Chad, man. Our code name for this movie was Summer Break, and the movie was about a summer that the kids spend with their dad. And then for his eighth birthday, they do a ritual where they cut into the bush and have to live off the land. Um, but something happens and T'Challa has to go save the world with his son. That was the movie. Oh, that wow. would have been fun. Yeah, yeah that would have been great. That would have been to? really great. No, Rob. Easy. Easy. <laughs> no, come on. It's the holidays. This is a family show. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of young people, though, who have to save the world, we might have a new Avatar show. Well, I mean, I mean, it might not be like. You don't have to do motion capture underwater for it. Well, no, because it's not that kind of avatar. No. No. This is going to be a new animated series. Well, here's the thing. I mean, look, we've had, I think, Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Mm -hmm. These are, I mean, in terms of animation, this is, it's as good as it gets. Oh, yeah. It's as good as it I gets. I love this and, stuff. And the extended mythology, why stop there? I mean, let me ask you, you're the animation expert. Yeah. These, to me, these are the highest of the highest brow shows. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? I mean, can they, is it the Return of the Jedi of the last franchise? Ooh. I mean, or is it the Godfather 3? Or well, is I, it the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? I, I don't know if I would say Korra is the Empire Strikes Back, though, is the thing. Because okay, I really well, liked Korra. I think good. I liked Korra well, then more. Okay. More, right. more than other people. Right. But Avatar The Last Airbender was so great. Their Empire Strikes Back, though, happened to happen in the comics. Because then we got continuations of the story of, you know, what had happened with Zuko's mom and all of them growing up and Toph teaching people metal bending and stuff with Azula. There was a whole bunch of really cool stuff in the extended universe that happened in comics. And I love that. Um, really, really cool stuff happened there. Korra had a bunch of really, really great moments. They just got stifled by the network because they got the show cut, basically. So right. they had to make snap right. decisions. I think there's a lot of potential here. Now, there is a really big extended universe in Avatar. We have so much uh, 
history on the previous avatars before you know roku we've got kyoshi who actually has novels um we just had some yang chen novels come out who was another airbending uh, avatar so there's a lot of stuff in the past what interests right. me here is moving into the future specifically our present, present day. day will that work chris i think it could i know we talked about this on the main show because they have to extrapolate if if that universe is extrapolated to now how mm -hmm. is it going to change well and that's what i think the cool thing is here right what changes from our technological advances then if we build houses still through earthbending do we learn a whole lot about architecture if we power things still through people doing lightning bending do we learn a lot about you know electricity and a the mechanics of point. that so that's where I think some of this cool stuff is, is how do you take our tech, like our AI tech, our, our smart cars, our phones, things like that, and how do you relate it to this kind of universe? That's where things could get cool. Or do you think they'd get convoluted? I, well, it's uh, look, I think the people that are that sold this show and got it greenlit, mm -hmm. they know. Yeah. And now I, I, I think that's going to be, whatever it is, it's going to be unique and interesting. And I will, I will tune in. I will too. I mean... And as of right now, this is all just kind of speculation because right. Avatar News has said that this is a show that should be moving forward. But I hope it is. Well, I mean, I, I think there, there's, there's a live action, another live action Avatar series yes. coming. So this is a franchise that needs an extension. I'm for it. Mm -hmm. Let's bring it on. Yeah, I'm gung-ho about it. Yeah. Are, are y'all Avatar fans? As in Last Airbender or... Not so much. I just got back in the room. <laughs> yeah, uh, my favorite character was the Cabbage Man. I love the Cabbage he Man in the live action. The guy who did his voice is playing the actual character. You're talking about the the one that's going to Netflix. So the guy who oh. did the My Cabbages mm -hmm. VO is the actual actor who's going to be there for the live action All interpretation, right. which I'm game very day. excited about. Game yeah. day. In game the day. World. It's gonna be great. One game day. Anyway, I don't know. So. What's next, Chris? What is our next? Well, our next thing, we've had a lot of, you know, tumultuousness with the DCU, right? Uh, wow. I mean, there's a shake up. I, like, I feel like James Gunn is is the leader of chaos. Really? Is. He is sown chaos all week long. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride and things are getting interesting because now James Gunn is saying that there's going to be synergy between the films and the comic books himself themselves and he's working with none other than jim lee uh well of course here's the thing about jim lee for those of you who don't know jim lee was at the forefront of what they called the california style yes of comic book characters in the 90s and i mean when image comics was founded jim lee was one of the first people he created wildcats which is very x-men-esque but mm -hmm. jim lee I mean, he he really found his 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 jam with X Men. Jim Lee's X Men was amazing, and of course, when Chris Claremont restarted X Men One, it was Jim Lee who drew it. It sold like eight million copies, yeah. literally. So Jim Lee, who by the way is one of the heads of DC Comics, it makes sense to me because Jim Lee. I mean, there's some Jim Lee artwork yeah. right there. The way he draws Batman is yeah, just I mean, chef's I, kiss. I, I, I'm a huge Jim Lee fan. Huge. But because he became an executive, he doesn't want to draw. There it is. Yeah, that was Wildcats number one. That that was That's Jim Lee's California style. I mean, I would say people like Will Sportasio and Rob Liefeld and all those guys that started Image. Todd McFarlane, a different, but so I remember cool. I remember buying this issue in the comic shop. Yeah, oh, man. I nice. mean, it, it, Wildcats is great. And um, 
So Jim Lee is going to be there. And you know what? James Gunn's a huge comic fan. So the fact that they're going to engineer synergy between the movies is is pretty great. Well, what do you think that'll look like, too? Because we've already heard about how now now it's not the DCEU, right? It's the DCU. It's all these things connected. Mm. Movies, video games, now comic books. What's that going to look like for us as an audience? Well, I mean, okay. If you think about an ongoing mythology that you're you're telling, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, here's the thing. I've I've banged on about the cosmology with the MCU. Like once Thanos snapped his finger, what does the Vatican have to say about that? Mm-hmm. Like when what if the Pope? Well, they put their foot down. <laughs> what if the Pope was snapped away, and he comes back five years later? Does that does that create more awareness in him about the cosmic nature of the universe? I mean, the fact that one of God's children has the power to snap away half of humanity. I mean, I I would hope and I look, I would love to watch a movie like a Marvel's movie where you deal with a man on the street, one guy who's come back after five years. I love the moment in in uh Endgame mm-hmm. when Paul Rudd comes back as Ant Man and and he goes and sees his own name on the slabs, mm-hmm. you know, and he realizes and then he goes home and he sees his daughter five years older. I mean that was that was an amazing narrative choice but the entire planet has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. What happens when a family half of them is snapped and they come back? I would love to see that and I think that what Jim Lee can do is with a DC universe movie franchise they can use comics to fill in those gaps and tell the stories that we might be interested in that that they can't tell. Oh. Or they won't tell. Okay, so kind of like supplemental materials? Yeah, or, or or they're gonna fill in like you have a great battle between heroes and villains, but then again, there are lesser heroes, or after the battle, what does a hero do? Ooh. You know, what after Superman saves the world and he goes home to Lois if he's married or not, mm-hmm. what does Superman do? Does he go to a movie? I mean I mean seriously, to be honest, what does a god do? When his his day is done. Yeah. I think that's a fun concept. I I like the idea, too, of just, you know, using Star Wars as a model, right? We had that whole, like, oh, I knew your father in the Clone Wars. And then we cut to later on, we got the Clone Wars, right? I think that'd be really cool for those kind of moments in movies to just be the, oh, I know you from, you know, when we were in No Man's Land. And then we have the comic book that fills us in about that. I think that could be really cool. No, I agree. I I mean, everyone wants to tell these meta stories. The real question is, who's plotting them? Yes. And what I want is, I've always said I want authorship. I I I want people to tell me a story that I can, I as a audience member can invest in. And if you betray me, I get angry. Yeah. Kind of like modern Star Trek. Oh, oh there it is. You know what else gets Rob angry sometimes? When we have issues. But before we get to those issues, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, the good folks over at DraftKings. Please use them responsibly, y'all. 
Hey guys, we want to take a second and thank one of the sponsors of this video, DraftKings. This time of year, everyone's excited for the holiday spirit, but what about all the basketball? When it's time to throw down on the NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same game parlays. Just download the DraftKings app, use the code CAMPIA, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code CAMPIA only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877 877- Seven eight hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine eligibility and deposit restrictions apply bonuses issued as free bets eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms and thank you to the sponsor of this episode of the weekly heroes DraftKings. thank you so much chris creed yeah so we have issues. We, have, we do. I mean, the things between us, it's not always hunky-dory. And the first the first issue today I am genuinely upset about because because Robert, I tried to I tried to do a sweet for you. Wow, you called me Robert. I that know. Means, that means it's serious. Mm. I I tried to do a real sweet thing because you talked about how you didn't have something on the show. And I went, I'm gonna get him that. And I made I made my husband double check it and everything because it's eBay. And eBay's sketchy. But I got you something, and it's not what it was supposed to be. Wait, it felt like... I got you. Wow, I didn't get you shit. <gasps> what? Wait a minute. But it's not 4K. No, but it doesn't exist in 4K. Oh, it doesn't? No. Oh, okay, they liked me on eBay. Oh, are you happy and I didn't botch it? Okay. Okay. Oh my god. I thought I did it, but okay, okay, cool. This but this like MGM, there is no 4K disc of this. What this is is a funky cool steelbook. There's a series of these and and I wanted this. Okay, I saw this movie when I was 9 years old at the John Dan Cinema. In Bellevue, Washington. What movie is it for our audio listeners? Uh, this is Logan's Run, directed by Michael Anderson, based on the book by George Clayton Johnson and William F. Nolan. Uh, this is the, the, the funky... Yay! Oh my God, are you happy? Oh, I thought I okay. ruined it! I thought no, it was supposed no, no, to be in no, 4K. No, 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 no. Because no, the eBay no, person no. was like, yeah, it's a 4K no, DVD. And no, I was like, sure no, it is. Because no, I trust everyone. This movie is not out on 4K <gasps> yet. And I don't have, this is a special, I love this movie. I've owned this movie on VHS, on Laserdisc, on DVD. And I do have the Blu-ray, but I don't have the Blu-ray. Yes. Oh. This is the dopest shit ever. I'm so excited. And let me tell you. This is not a mistake. <laughs> Yay! Okay, I thought I gave you a bad present, oh but God, I'm so it's... glad that the other one doesn't exist. I mean, I wish it did for you, because that'd be better. There isn't one. If but I, there it... was, but this, you yes. know what's really funny? I mean, what? Look at this. Uh, okay, 
So what they've done is they took classic science fiction films and gave them those like travel log covers. This is awesome. Welcome to the 23rd century. What it should say is on the poster, it says, there's just one catch. Um, when I was 30, we all gave our friends, that was a long time ago, we all gave our friends Logan's Run this oh, I'm so glad. Okay, I thought I ruined your present. No. Okay. Oh, man, I slayed them between this and the friggin' gelt for your dogs. I'm crushing it. Rob's having a day between this and his hot toy segment. That's man. true. And oh you got, oh, God. yeah, the hot toy segment y'all are going to love. shit. Well. You gave me money. I love uh, money. Yeah, I gave, okay, there Money's you go. great. That's true. And I really like it a lot. It's true. It's plus, probably... plus, you got me a really nice birthday present, so I wanted to make sure that you got physical media this, since you got me okay, physical media. This, this is the best. Oh, that's right. I yeah, got you, you got me a bill. Yeah. This, okay, Chris, Chris, this is amazing. And if you haven't seen Logan's Run, you should watch it because it's amazing. And it'll tell you why it's important to live past 30. Oh, yay. Oh, good. Okay, well then. I'm just, so excited. For I'm this. so oh glad. My yay. Oh my God. Real quick for our other issue here, y'all, is that Entertainment Weekly released their top 2022 comics of the year. And so we have this wonderful list of some really fun, innovative is comics. It wonderful, though? Is I mean, it, so I think it's a really fun, varied list. We've got some really cool stuff on here. Um, Ducks is a very, very kind of like out of left field pick on here where it's about just like. Well, I, I, I do want to say I, uh, drawn, uh, what what they've done is like even on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Isom, um, uh, Young Ripa, he, he did a, a, a Kickstarter and made four million dollars for his 96 page graphic novel dang i think what's what i think what 2022 has done has shown that comic creators can go directly to their audience oh absolutely we saw this with webtoon to an extent absolutely. too right Fantastic. um all the persephone stuff We've got a really cool varied list here, though, too, that's got, like, some Marvel heavy hitters, right? Like Judgment Day, which yep. was way better than it should have been uh, for, like, better. a summer I, event. I, I, where, where, Where is that hardcover graphic novel? Thank you. Come on, Marvel. We've got also The Nice House on the Lake, which is a horror comic, and I immediately thought of you, Taylor, because this is just some spooky stuff that I think is really, really fun. It really, really varies across the board. And I think Entertainment Weekly did a great job kind of giving us a bunch of different things. But for me, there mm. were two glaring runs that were not here. Uh-oh. For me, and I, and it's because I love her so much, but one is Gail Simone's Variance run, which has been fabulous. Okay. You know, but Gail Simone, controversial figure. I know. We follow each other on Twitter. I I'm love a fan her. of hers. I love but, you her. Know. Um, but my other one, and I think you'll at least agree with me on this one. Batman New Year. Okay, Batman Beyond. Yeah, Batman Beyond New okay, Year. Okay, can we just talk about that? That comic fucking rules. It's we so good. We talked about this earlier. Uh, we have issues, but not really, because we both love it. Yeah. That comic is, like, I if any comic existed that should just be translated to film, that's the that's comic. The one. And I'm like, James Gunn, but you know what? He knows. Read it. They already know. They already yeah. know. James, James, here's the thing about Here's what I love about Peter Safran and James Gunn being at uh, DC. They already know. Yeah. We don't have to tell them. Like, uh, you know, uh, you guys should, like, like uh, Kingdom Come, you should leave. 
They you know. should do a Kingdom Come film and eventually a Batman Beyond at some point. Oh my They're God. aware. They're aware. They already know. They're they know. aware. And that Batman Beyond Neo year is, there it is. That's your movie. Adapt that. And Denis Villeneuve, oh, you know, Batman, well. Doom 2 is done. That's Batman Beyond, pick. Denis Villeneuve, Batman oh. Neo year. Come on, buddy. I love Come that. Come on, dude. Warner Brothers is your home studio. Come, come, Denis. Yeah. Do Batman Beyond you Neo should. Year. Are there any other issues for you that you would want this year on that top 22 list? Or is that kind of the one that's like, that's what should be there? No, that I think that was my favorite thing I read this year. Okay, and, and to be honest, I don't get flippers anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, I collect things. Uh, I didn't know if you'd put your Fantastic Four on there. Okay. Since you bring it up, mm-hmm. the Alex Ross Fantastic Four graphic novel is pretty dope. It is. It's pretty dope. Beautiful. And I, and I, I, I did love that. I did love it. But, mm. but it was still kind of a throwback. Okay. The, the story, it was good. I really liked yeah, it. But that's fair. It's a, an homage. Yes, an homage. And it didn't, whereas Batman Beyond Neo Year was new. It pushed the boundaries. It, 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 it leaned into today. Whereas Alex Ross's, I loved Alex Ross's Fantastic Four, but it was, it was what you said, a pastiche. It was a, yeah. a, a throwback. It was, it wasn't new. That's fair. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I love that he, I love that Alex Ross adapted his style to be classic Marvel at the same time, the painterly quality that everyone loves. Oh yeah, with Alex Ross, he did both, and that was amazing. He had some beautiful things with his own style, while while paying tribute to everyone there. Fantastic, so well done, guys. Though I would love to hear from you. What are the best comics of 2022? If they're not on this EW list, hit me up with yours. I want to read some new stuff. I want to see new things. And as always, please, please, please try your best to get these comics from a local store, from a brick and mortar. We got to keep these stores alive, okay? <laughs> Now, talking about throwbacks, too, plastic pastiches and things, we got a cool hot toy. Okay, here's the thing. Here's uh, So, when you collect one-sixth scale figures, they're a foot tall, one-sixth human being scale. You can't get vehicles. You can't get, like, stuff, because it's too expensive to make, and who's going to buy it? However, there is a father-son team in the Netherlands and they have a company called Jazz Inc. J A Z Z I N C Dioramas. Find them. Jazz Inc. Dioramas. And they make Batman and Star Wars vehicles, environments. Amazing. Back in 2018, I ordered something I thought I would never, ever see. And last week, actually this week, Let's see, what did I get from Jazz Inc. Dioramas two days ago that I opened right here in this studio today? All right, everybody. Straight off of learning how to play Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch, I am here with one Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett. Robert, what do you... Oh, I've never called you Robert before. That feels weird. It does. It feels so... Like uh, dirty. uh, It will not... (laughs) just feels academic. Okay. Academic. Rob... What hot toy do you have for us today? Okay. Okay. There is a company in the Netherlands called Jazz Inc. Dioramas. J-A-Z-Z-I-N-C Dioramas. It's a father and son operation. They started making, uh, well, dioramas. 
And then they started making vehicles for six scale action figures. Now, uh, seven or eight years ago, Hot Toys announced that they were gonna make a 1966 Batmobile that I grew up with as a kid. I had a Corgi toy of it. It's my favorite Batmobile. And they made the Burt Ward and Adam West Batman and Robin figures. But they never made the car. I've waited four years for this. I started paying for this. And now look at this, dude. It comes with a remote. And look at this. Oh, yeah. Now, here are the Hot Toys Adam West and Burt Ward in the actual car. Light up. This is an extra added feature. If you come back here, look at this. There is actual, I mean, come on. The flame that comes out, this is actually attached via a magnet, and there are LEDs in there. I never thought, I never thought that I would be able, like, I bought these figures with the express purpose of getting a sixth scale 1966 Batmobile. How incredibly cool is this? Taylor, I don't, I can't even, it showed up right before Christmas. My God, after four years of waiting, Jazz Inc. makes this. You can see, I mean, my God, does it not do, it does all kinds of cool shit. I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, to me, I don't know where the, the, the thing that's supposed to go here is, I don't know where it is. But to me, this is sheer joy. Even Santa Claus himself could not deliver the greatness that I feel with this Jazz Inc. 1966 Batmobile and, and my Hot Toys figures of Burt Ward and Adam West. I mean, I, I bought these figures seven or eight years ago. I never even took them out of the box until just now where I was able to put them in the Batmobile, the 1966 Batmobile. My God. I mean, this is, this is why I collect Hot Toys figures. This is it, man. I look at this and I feel like I'm seven years old. It's Christmas morning. This shit, look at, look at, this is so dope. Look at that. And, and if you try and buy the Burt Ward and Adam West Hot Toys figures now, they're like $1,000 each because everyone that's buying them is buying them to get this Jazz Inc. Batmobile. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> unfucking believable dude. I look at this and, and I mean, even Elizabeth, she's like, this is a really big box. What is this? And I'm like, what this is, is sheer fucking joy. This is joy right here. This is me as a middle-aged man with one foot in the grave. I look at this <laughs> and I feel young as when the world was new. That's Carol Marcus in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. But it applies right here. It applies right here. Look at this shit. This is one of, and by the way, it even comes with a cloth because you got to rub this shit down. You got to make sure it's fucking dope. Like, come on, brothers. Look at this. All right. Look at this. I have two questions. Okay. Question number one, how much does the Batmobile itself cost? Uh, well, that's interesting. This is all in $1,500. And it's sold out. Wow. You can't get one. But when they first started it, it wasn't going to have any of the electronics in it. 
And what ended up happening, I mean, there's the back computer. I mean, look at this shit. It is dope as fuck. You know, and you can do, you, and it comes with this really cool little remote where you can turn shit on and off. And I mean, my God, my God. So this was $1,500. And yes, it comes with a cloth. You got to wipe it down because, you know, you leave the, the, the fingerprints on it. I get it. But what was really interesting about this is Jazz Inc. was unlicensed. They did not have a license to make these. And um, see, I need to get the thing that goes right here. I don't know where it is. I have to find it. I don't think it came with the car. I looked. It didn't come. But whatever. It's like a little blowhole. Yeah, well, they'll, 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 they'll fix it for me. They'll get it for me. Um, what's interesting is so they had no license to make this, but they were making it anyway. Then Warner Brothers actually came after them. And Jazz Inc., again, a father-son operation. They make unbelievable dioramas for your six-scale figures. They're doing... So what they did was they negotiated with Warner Brothers and they got an actual license. This is a licensed product. And as you can see, this might be one of the greatest six-scale things of all time. I mean, I look at this and I'm just like... Oh my God. You know what? There's actually a box with the bat repellent. I think I think I actually did get this. I have to find it. It's out there. I'm gonna find it. Doesn't matter. Just just take my advice or understand. I will put the stuff that goes right there. It's it's it came with it. Dude, I look at this, I'm like, you know, when I was 15 years old, there was a redhead named Marina Pollock, who's the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen, and she was my girlfriend <laughs> in high school. She was amazing. However, when I see this, I have the same response I had when I saw her for the first time in the hallway of Mercer Island High School. I mean, my God, I, dude, I look at this and I'm just like, I can't believe this shit even exists. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Like I, 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 dude, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like I look at this, I wish I could put it inside myself and feel the joy. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. That would hurt. But still, my God, Taylor, this shit is dope. Look at this. Like with the magnet, the flame magnet you put in, there's LEDs in that shit. Look at that shit. That is crazy. Oh my God, dude. Dude. <laughs> so my second question is, does it come with the shark repellent? Yes. Oh, is that what we're missing? Yes. I mean, oh, there's a little shit. container and, and that must be where this yeah. is. There's a container. It's on my desk somewhere. They, it comes with the shark repellent and other, other features. But Jazz Inc. is one of, like, you know, even as I could never have imagined this. this I could crazy. never have imagined this. It's so fucking good, dude. Look at this shit. Oh, by the way, look at this. Look at this. This opens up. And look, the oh, wow. back computer is in there. Junk in the trunk. Dude, junk in the trunk. Look at that shit. Oh, my God. I mean, dude, come on. I mean, I'm an old, middle-aged fuck with one foot in the fucking grave. But you know what? This shit is going to extend my life. The fact that this exists, I love this. I waited four years. I first put money. Jazz Inc. allows you to pay over time. I first put my money down on this in 2018. I waited four years. Not as much as Abraham waited in the Bible. Like, he had to wait seven years for his wife. But I waited four years for this, man. Look at this. Oh, my God, dude. Come on. How cool is this? How fucking cool is this? Okay, like, what do you want me to say? I, I mean... Uh
You're so happy. Uh, I, I I was very happy. I mean, you know what? <laughs> I will say I've never seen you happier than when you were unboxing that this morning. It was it was like seeing a kid on Christmas. I morning. mean, it it truly it truly was. I mean, I can't tell you how cool. Look, you know, uh, my whole life action figures. I I lived vicariously through the adventures I had with my action figures. I'd yeah. make up stories and. And now we live in a world where six scale figures are the best they've ever been. And and I got I got I got six scale figures of Vincent Hanna and Neil McCauley from Heat. Al Pacino and and Robert De Niro from Heat. And they're amazing. And and to have a vehicle like that, I mean, my God, as the years go by, people are like, what is that? Which is sad. But yes. Chris, Chris, I loved it. I loved it. I love that shit. It was good. I'm out. I'm so excited for you. Thank hey, you. Hey, Rob, where can the people find you when we're not on this show? Well, that's interesting. If you think about it, I also have my own YouTube channel, The Burnett Work. If you think about it. If you think about it. Also, you can find me on Instagram at rmburnett. Find me on Twitter at burnettrm. But here's the thing. You know what I don't have? I don't have a voiceover class, a world-class voiceover cast where you can learn to, even if you don't work in voiceover, if you take this class, you can make your elderly mother happy with the voices you do or the children you're going to have one day. You can regale them with story time, with the voices you'll learn. My God, Chris Carr, tell us where people can find your voiceover class which is world class oh thank you so much you can find us at speak friends studio that's on instagram or that's our website url as well it's me and my husband he does dialect coaching can help you sound like you're a very fancy englishman and i help with all of the actual voiceover stuff on there too if you want to watch this if you don't believe her chris (laughs) am i doing another voice here's what yes here's what i'd like you to do yes i want you to do an old english insect (laughs) <laughs> who no longer likes living where they live. It's always a disgruntled insect. Why, why am I always so angry about shit? Why, why? I don't understand. Why are you making me so mean all the fucking time, Robert? It's fucking bullshit. I'm a rude fucking asshole. I don't know how old that insect is, but I don't know how to age up a bug. God damn, I love what she does. I, Thanks. I just love, I can just throw shit at her. Wait, wait, one more time, one more time. One more time? One more time. Oh, no. <laughs> one more time. I want uh, I, I want a uh, an eighties oh an eighties aerobic sixteen year old. Oh my gosh! Okay, well I'm really excited to be here today in Jazzercise. It's gonna be like totally amazing, and like I don't know what your deal is, Heather, but like totally get off my dick. We're just gonna go work out in our leg warmers, and it's gonna be fine. Okay? Hey man, I don't know why I'm Heather, but that was awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. You can also just find me. I'm actor Chris Carr. I'm on Instagram. That's a fun place to find me. I post pictures of my dogs mostly, and this week it's all been cooking videos. So I hope you enjoy those. And if you don't, I don't really care. I post what I want. I want to say thank you to the audience that's made the Weekly Hero something yeah. people love. I mean, we didn't know if it would work. <laughs> We're always hanging by a thread. If you like this show, please like, subscribe. Smash uh, that like button. It's been great. And and one of my one of my favorite things about 2022 has been doing a show with you. Yeah. One of my favorite people in the world is this lady here. She's incredibly talented. She's very smart. She is the enchantress of effervescence. I don't say that lightly. And R&B is one of the greatest human beings who's ever existed. I love you, Bobster. Well, thank you. Oh, she called me the Bobster. 
Christ. But so thank you for watching. Then the, the next year, we've got so much great got stuff really coming. really cool stuff planned. We have an amazing crew here, too. We've got Ray Aura. Ray, let's see him on yes. camp. One more time, Ray. No. Nice. Jonathan Voico. Yeah. Oh, we put some Taylor, though. Well, Jonathan Voico. <laughs> Jonathan by the way, I mean, he's got the Batman sequel coming out. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. And, of course, we've got Taylor. Taylor Gonzalez. Where you can go find Taylor's takes on Fifty Shades of Tay. Oh, yeah, and what is your YouTube channel? So I have a YouTube channel. Last night I put up a Babylon Taylor's take. Tonight it's going to be I Want to Dance with Somebody, the Whitney Houston movie. It's right here, uh, Fifty Shades of Tay with three Y's. And I would love to have you there. Yeah. Okay, fun. but I have to ask you a question. After people see this, uh-huh. we will have the weekend of Puss in Boots. Oh, mm-hmm. the last wish. Yeah. Give us your prediction. Mm-hmm. How much <clears throat> Puss Watch. <laughs> How much will the movie make? Well, after the Christmas weekend, mm-hmm. it's Pussy Galore, James Bond style, right? And I want it to make as much as Minions did because Minions was huge this year. Yeah, so I'm hoping it deserves. Because let me just tell you, here's here's Minions, here's Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. That's how good it is. Okay, I'm but I need you guys, a number, buddy. Like what? What is the opening Ooh, weekend? What's like the this biggest? This is gonna number. go live on Monday. Yeah, on the twenty seventh mm-hmm. or no twenty sixth. Avatar Day. just crossed over six hundred mil. How's how's Puss in Boots gonna do? Seven hundred million. Seven hundred million. Yeah. I hope. I really hope it deserves it. It deserves all the money. Seven hundred million worldwide tonight. Actually, it's gonna be oh, six hundred. It's gonna be six hundred and ninety million. Six hundred ninety. Yeah. Just for Taylor. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and as we got sent earlier. It's being better received than yes, Avatar, The Way of Water. So there's that. Well, y'all, we hope you have a, had a very, very happy holiday season. We, you have a very safe New Year's. Please be responsible. Thank you once again for watching this show that Rob and I just kind of do whatever the hell smash we want. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Smash it, baby. Smash it. Yes. Rayora even says smash it. Yeah. Baby. We'd appreciate that, baby. And thank you for being here and letting us do, gosh, 15 issues of this because Lord knows we didn't think we'd get that many. And we're so excited to see you in 2023. Her name was Lola. Lola. She She was was a a showgirl. showgirl.